Did you know that every IP is a person? That's right. Every single one of those IP numbers that's showing up to your digital service has a person behind it. Today, we're going to talk about how to connect to those people and turn them from just IPs into part of your community. So let's talk about this idea of every IP is a person. Yeah. Let's just jump into that, Bruce. What, what does that mean? Well, so forever in church, we always paid attention to when a guest showed up, right? And that was so important to us and as it should be, like it's definitely an important thing. But what we identified as we've stepped into this interesting season that we're living in currently, and it won't be forever. So even if you're listening to this podcast post the pandemic, I think the principles are still going to be true. And that is there are three different tiers of people who are checking out your content on a weekend and every IP is a person. The, the truth is every IP is probably more than one person, but it's at least one person. And most of our churches are consumed with our view count and we're losing all of the engagement count. And the engagement count is the way to actually move somebody forward in their faith journey or help to connect them to your community or help them to take their next step in a full life and in a great life in, in becoming a, a fully devoted follower of Christ or becoming a volunteer on your team or becoming just part of your church. And, and we're, we're watching people comment, like, share, post about our stuff. And we are totally ignoring that. And we're consumed with this view count number, which the reality is the view count number is kind of lying to us a little bit. Totally. Oh, it totally is. It's, you know, it's as we call it in the digital marketing world, vanity metrics. And it's so easy to get caught up in the vanity metrics and look at your Facebook live experience or even the video you put out and go, look, we had a thousand views. That means a thousand people join. But the reality is, as we know with Facebook, Facebook counts you even scrolling over for a half second. And if you look at the metrics, it's funny too. You can see the drop-off. Most people drop off videos after five to 10 seconds. So let's then talk about what, as a, as a leader, as a digital person in the church, or even as a pastor or a creative pastor, what should we be looking for? Yeah. So we should be looking for, um, we should be looking for the engagement number and what the engagement number is. And we built this little um, free resource for churches to use. And it's, it's amazing. Over 500 churches downloaded it in a week. Uh, and they can get that at stephenbrewster.me. Backslash free. Yep. Okay. And it's, yeah. on, it's called the online follow-up action plan. Correct. And what it does is it will help you as a church identify based on the platform, based on today, the best ways to chase um, guests. Now, when I say chase guests, you're like, we don't, we should never have to chase guests. Well, if a guest came into your lobby and started talking to one of your, your greeting hosts and you, and that person just totally ignored them, like didn't respond, didn't say a word, you would, you would fire that volunteer, right? Because you'd be like, oh my gosh, this volunteer is so rude. Why are, why are we allowing that to happen? That happens every day online and, and we just ignore it. We don't even, we don't even realize it. So what we identified was that, um, we're in a very disruptive season. Um, everything is shifted digital. And when we go back to, to meeting in groups and we will go back to meeting in groups, it's not like digital church has replaced physical church, right? But digital church has become the equivalent of one of your campuses or your sites. So in the early two thousands, everyone was going multi-site. Well, multi-site is on a phone, not on in a building. And it's a lot cheaper. 
And you can have the same kind of connection and you're seeing it right now. You're seeing how people are stepping into groups. They're stepping into things. And again, I'm not saying we are going to forfeit meeting in groups. That is as humans, we need that. We need the humanity of that. What I suspect to happen is there's going to be a mad rush back to the church, right? And then people's lives are going to get busy again and soccer and baseball are going to start and football and distractions and the lake's going to open up and the parks and business trips are going to start happening again. And people are going to go, Oh, I I just can't make it to church. I can't make it to church. Can't make it to church. Well, we've, we are in a season right now where we're training them to tune in online. So you can, you, your online experience can be amazing, but you have to be intentional with it. So, um, in the first three weeks of the coronavirus pandemic, Life Church's open resource where they give away church online platform. In the first nine years of the church online platform, they gave away 25,000 downloads. In the next three weeks, they gave away 21,000 downloads. Okay. The number of churches that did church online doubled in three weeks. Okay. Now think about that. If think about the number of church campuses, just don't, if you could just double the number of campuses, I mean, the, the reach, the impact, like, God's moving in this moment and we have a responsibility to steward that, that moment. And so what I believe is, is that stewarding that moment is going to require us to lean in and, and really dive into how we are connecting with each person on each platform. Yeah, that's so you're, you're so right. And that, that number is amazing. And like just to double their platform in, in less than three weeks shows a, the need for it, but then the opportunity is so massive and you're right. Every IP is a person, but most likely every IP is a multitude of, it's a family. It's, it's an opportunity for your children's ministry, for your young adult ministry, for your adult ministry to grow. And I think, you know, what you're, you're hitting on that you brought up earlier. And I think so true is we would not let someone walk through the front door of our church and not say a word to them or not equip them with a resource or not some form of, of communication. And so people are coming to your church online or your website or your socials account and, and they're looking to be connected with. And if we don't do that, if we don't have things in place, we are basically, you know, neglecting them as we would on a Sunday morning. Yep. So I'm going to give you a really quick rundown of what I consider the four most important platforms to pay attention to right now. Okay. The, f- the first one's Facebook. When you're broadcasting, it's Facebook and Facebook Live. Okay. There, the engagement pathway for a user would be likes, chat, shares, reactions, and comments. Your team should have a minimum of two hosts. One is to collect data. One is to create community. Okay. Host one, the data collector is going to have a spreadsheet. And every time a a person leaves a like, speaks in the chat room, shares the content, leaves a reaction, leaves a comment, the data person is writing down their screen name in a spreadsheet, right? The host is making sure we respond to absolutely every comment in the chat. So that may may mean you need five hosts. It may mean you need 10 hosts, depending on the volume of what your chat's doing right now. This is a great way to engage new volunteers, especially volunteers who've come in through a digital platform. Give them a digital serving opportunity. Okay. Um, We're going to continue the conversation with each person and we're going to respond to every comment and uh, with some type of a reaction. The second host, the community host, is responsible for instigating and agitating conversation. 
their goal is to pull people out of the the woodwork, to pull people out of, I call them lurkers, to pull the lurkers out and get them to communicate. So you're going to ask questions like, how can we pray for you? We're going to request them to follow us on Facebook. And we might actually go follow them on Facebook, which is funny because for 10 years, I told churches, don't go follow everybody. And in this season, I think you should go follow everybody. We're going to ask people to intentionally share our content on their platforms. Uh, we're going to remind guests to leave a comment. We're going to prompt guests to tag someone who needs the, to hear the content. We're going to offer them digital uh, guest cards to get more information. We might ask them to sign up for our text campaign. Uh, we're going to ask their favorite part of today's service or their favorite part of the worship moment. Uh, we're going to ask people to share their name and location. Where are you from? Where are you tuning in from? How many people are with you? And, and the reality is the host needs to be repeating these questions every four to seven minutes because people are going to be coming in and out of the chat. Most people aren't staying and watching the entire service, right? And so your pastor needs to be resetting his message every four to seven minutes. And as the, as the chat host, your job is to reset the chat room every four to seven minutes as well. Yeah, that's so there's a couple of big things I think you said that are insightful here is the first one is there's got to be communication with the pastor because the pastor has to understand this new medium, but also that, that four to seven minutes is huge that everybody's on the same boat. So not only your volunteers, but the pastors as well. The other side of this that I think we can get real practical with, and this is something that I do uh, personally for the clients I work with. One of my, one of my jobs um, as a digital marketing person for, uh, for brands is to speak in their language. I have to communicate like I'm them. So one of the ways I do that is, is I create a voicing sheet. And so I go in and create and work with the client to basically say like, if someone says, hello, how would you answer that? If someone asks a question, what would you say? If someone gives you a compliment, what would you say? We can do the same thing for online. We can give our volunteers an, a, a guided sheet. We can give them the notes to the sermon. We can give them prompts of here's questions you can ask. We can go in and eliminate some of those concerns of properly responding, but also making sure we're, we're putting out the content we want for people to engage with by, by doing a little bit of work up front uh, and, and gathering that information. So I would say that would be another important thing that people need to think sure, about 100%. is providing, because you wouldn't put a greeter at the door and not give them some instructions on how to, to do that. I mean, it is, yes, saying hi, but there's some things that we need to do. And I think we need to do the same thing for online and we need to think about that. No question. And, and it take this is, this is where it's funny because we are actually reverting back to the way that our grandparents did life. It's just the digital version of that. So like, I remember being at my grandparents' house and a guy showing up, knocking on the door, trying to sell him a vacuum cleaner or a set of knives. We're kind of doing that digitally now. Like you're going to knock on people's inboxes and, and direct messages and that's how you're going to start to move people to the next step. Well, and the other side of it too, is I think, you know, when you go to a church, one of the biggest things people want to know on a website when they're looking for a church is they want to know what to expect. You know, what, what does everybody wear? What can I expect when I come here? Where can I go drop my kids off? We want to do the same thing for people online. And when you have a volunteer in there going first, giving the gift of, of offering up questions and prompting people, but also setting the tone for how to do church online as it's a new experience it puts people at ease because they automatically feel a part of something and they can kind of see where they fit in and start to communicate and, and join the conversation. No question. Let's jump to Instagram real quick. Instagram, there's really four ways to communicate on Instagram. There's live, there's posts, there's story, and there's TV. So engagement pathway, there's likes, polls, stickers, questions, comments, and shares on story. 
Then on your platform steps, you're going to have two hosts. You're always going to have at least two hosts from now on. One is to collect data. One is to be the agitator. Um, the host, again, has a spreadsheet and they're collecting data. And the community person is working hard to try to get people to, to engage in the conversation. Invitation script is going to change a little bit. A couple of unique nuances to this one would be a request to follow on Instagram, a direct message with anyone who interacts with our content, asking someone to, to tag somebody in the comments. The third platform is YouTube, basically two ways, YouTube video posting and then YouTube live engagement pathway is likes, chats and comments. Again, we're going to do the same exact thing. We're going to 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 run the exact same play all the way through. Then the fourth platform is your church online platform. And uh, this is how you broadcast from your website. Your engagement pathway is going to be likes, chats, sign in, and maybe Facebook login, depending on how your, your chat is, is designed. Same play, two, two hosts, and then invitation scripts. So what happens then after we get all of that information is we're going to take that information and we're going to create a spreadsheet. We're going to take that spreadsheet and we're going to compare it against our church database system. And we're going to identify who of these people are new people. Okay. For the people that aren't new, we're going to communicate to them as if we're pastoring people who attend our church every week. Okay. For the new people, we're going to reach out and try to get them to step into whatever our preferred next step is for them. It may be a private Zoom call with a pastor. It may be to, to sign a digital download card. It might be to join our online next steps class, or we may not have one yet and we need to develop one. Um, it might be uh, just to start a communication back and forth through inbox and direct messages. What we're doing is we're going to use the next step as an intentional way to move people forward in their faith journey. The other part of that is salvations. I was talking to a friend this morning. In one of their services, they had 100 people click a box that said they had accepted Christ. And here's the thing, guys. This, this is probably a little overwhelming at first. Download the resource. Sit with your team. Create a plan to do it. And I didn't know if it worked, Kyle. I'm going to be honest with you. All right. Like this was all theory. And then on Monday, I got, I started getting emails and direct messages. One church identified 2,500 new first time guests just by running these plays. Right. Another church DM'd me and said that they were sending out 960 something direct messages to first time guests that tuned in for the very first time digitally. Now you, you, you may not have that volume, but if we really believe that every person matters, that means every IP matters, which means that we are in a season right now where we should be taking the opportunity to convert these people into part of our community. 100%. And I mean, the opportunity is massive, even for my own personal family. You know, uh, last weekend, not to date ourselves here, but last weekend was Easter. And my, I was talking to my wife, and we took the opportunity to reach out to her family who don't attend church, who probably wouldn't go to church. But we knew that they were at home and we wanted to invite them to join us for Easter. And it was very easy to do. We sent them to the link to the service we are watching. And they were able to watch and participate not only with us, but with the church. And then because the church has taken some of the actions you're talking about, got put into the system and now are being followed up with. And who knows what could come from that? Right. All because of some intentionality, but also from someone who attends the church. It was really easy for me to, to share, to prompt, and to ask them to join. 
And I think the key thing here again is in, this is going to be the theme of the podcast, though it's called the blue collar creative. It might as well be called intentions matter because <laughs> what, you're, what you're talking about is being intentional. And right. every episode we've talked about every single one, whether it be leading a meeting or working on ideas or, or whatever it is, is about intentionality. And if you're not intentional about what's going on, it, all these, all this data, all these people are just going to pass through your online experience. Yep. It's crazy. Once you do that, I think that there's a lot of questions right now about what is the next version of church online look like? And, and I don't think anyone who tells you they know the answer, you're, you're buying a lie because nobody really knows the answer yet. But there are a few things that I think we can say with, with assurance. The first one is that we live in an on-demand community or an on-demand world. And so once you broadcast your service live during your, your service times, then you have to switch it to on-demand where people can come back and, and check it when they want to check it. Um, li- making people live around your time clock will no longer work anymore. Like th- that's going to disappear. Um, make, it, make it super shareable. It's so important. You know, I, I would guess that there's a lot of churches that are listening that when they look back over the last three to four weeks, They've identified ministries that used to be super important to them that they put a lot of resource, time, and energy behind that nobody misses right now. And we should reallocate those resources around digital so that we can figure out how to take our most important ministries and give them a digital option. Again, we're not going to replace church, but give a digital option to everything so that more people can get engaged, more people... People used to say that the the, the lobby or the foyer of your church was the front porch, right? Well, that that changed 10 years ago. 10 years ago, online became the front porch. Now more than ever, people are going to engage your church online before they ever walk through a door, whether they can or can't. And so it's so important that we are putting premium and attention and intentionality, like you said, around what our digital experience is so that we can help people take the next step. Yeah, that's, that's so good. And I, I think that point can't be missed that there are going to be certain things that we were um, allocating budget or uh, volunteers to that might be important to pay attention and maybe sh- make some shifts on how you're doing things or what you're offering to meet the 21st century. What What's happening right now? Uh, one of the things I wanted to dive into you with was some of the data stuff. I, I think it's important that we talk about that as people, those entry points that the real data, what we're looking at, not just views, but we're looking at likes, comments, uh, shares, interactions. How can a church use that data for their benefit and then gather more data from that initial first interaction? It's great. Uh, and I, I'm going to trust you to answer some of that question because you're, you're, you're way more the data guy than I am, but um, first off, we should be charting every weekend the number of engagements we're getting, not just the number of views we're getting, right? So the the days, uh, like when we used to do um, our weekend recap meeting, you know, we would talk about all the things that, that broke on the weekend. Now our weekend recap meeting is so different. We should be reviewing how many shares, how many likes, how many comments, how many sign-ins, how many direct messages and inboxes that we sent, Um and then la- lastly, we should not uh, ignore the view count. The view count does matter, but dig deep and, 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 and get the, the, the best data you can out of that. And then create a digital assimilation plan based on what we've created around this resource to help your team stay following up on these people every week. Like we have 
entered a new season where it's no longer just a phone call and uh, a $5 gift card to Starbucks, but it's, it's DMs and it's personal relationships online and those kind of things that are going to help us learn to take the next step. That's good. Yeah. Data is funny. A lot of people will look at data and put it on paper and go, Oh, that's cool. Like, and then walk away. But data, the whole point of data is to tell you a story and to help you right. get, get better at what you're doing. So one of the things that I always like to talk about is how do you create content that also uh, helps your data? Right. So a lot of people right now um, are creating what are called micro pieces of content. So they're, they're creating little posts, little fun things to post on their social media. One of the things that I've been encouraging people to do is to create micro content for your church or for whatever you, you know, you're trying to serve, but also do it in a way that's gathering data. So here's an idea for a church is they could go on their Instagram. They could do an Instagram story and they could say, Hey, did you join us for church this week? Yes or no. And then go into that and look at every person. Cause you can go to your Insta story analytics and look and see every person that hit yes is a data point because you're going to see their direct account. Now you can go in, let's say you weren't able to capture people that joined you. Well, now you just were able to. So now you can go in and DM every single one of those people and also look at the people who said no and go, well, they're following us. Why didn't they join? Was there a reason why? Maybe reach out to a couple um, that didn't join you and just flat out ask them, what happened? Were you not able to find it? Or, or here's, or here's a link to this weekend's on-demand message so that you can, so you don't miss what happened in our community this weekend. I think the biggest thing is with all of this is as church leaders, the temptation is to get stuck in the woods, to get, to, to be so caught in the, you know, everything's so close to your face and not think about the actual user experience. When the reality is, as someone who uh, is from a 30,000 foot view, like myself, is that for me going to church online is going to YouTube on my TV because most people have uh, smart TVs right. yep. and just telling my remote, watch this church. And it, and it, I want to see that the live service. So like making sure that it's set up, that there's a countdown, all those things, and that I can just click it. And that's my interaction with that church. So again, thinking through how can you step back and get uh, data points that you need to know that you can follow up with and you can keep crafting for more people. Um, to allow them to engage. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing and subscribing. If this conversation has been interesting to you and we can help you take the next step, uh, you can visit my website, stephenbrewster.me backslash free. Download these resources absolutely free. You can shoot me a, an email or a DM. Kyle, how can people get a hold of you if they want to know more about your world and, and what you do? Yeah, you can go to my website. It's readdigital.agency or find me on Instagram. It's just Kyle Reed. Uh, I know for me and I would speak for Brewster. I know him as well. More than happy to help anyone who has questions. Don't hesitate. Don't be shy. Uh, reach out to us. Go download that resource. What a what an amazing value that's for free. It, there's no excuse. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Blue Collar Creative. We would greatly appreciate if you would comment, leave us a review. Uh, that really helps us. Um, through the podcast and other people discovering it, but then share it with another church leader or friend that, that needs this resource um, or just comment back to us. But really helping us uh, with a review, a comment or a share would be greatly appreciated. Thanks again for joining us and we will talk to you again later.